Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 342 and continuing on with our summer movie series. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm getting a real kick out of doing this series. It's a nice break from the usual. I do enjoy talking about the usual, don't get me wrong, but this is something different that I've always wanted to do, and I'm having an absolute blast with it. The write-ups for the other two movies that I've covered so far, The Karate Kid and Train to Busan, are on the website at bemovingforward.com. Today, we're going to switch gears, and I want to talk about a film that came out a little while ago that might not be on your radar. You may not have heard of this film. Uh, It is one that I definitely think should be on your watch list if you have not seen it already, if you have seen it, or maybe you've only seen it once. It is worth a revisit, and I think it's a great summertime film. In fact, it's a great film to watch any time of the year, but in particular, because of the scenery and the environment and the cinematography, I think summertime is a great time. And right now, if you feel like you need a little bit of an escape, if you need a break, a mental break from everything, uh, this could be the movie for you. It is Whale Rider. It came out in August 2002, directed by, and forgive me for the pronunciations, I'm going to try to do my best with the names, Nikki Caro, who also also co-wrote it with uh, Witi Ihimara, who wrote the novel uh, upon which this movie is based. It has a great cast, Keisha Castle-Hughes, who was nominated for an Academy Award, and rightfully so for her performance, as Paeka uh, Wariri Paritan as Koro, Vicky Houghton as Nanny Flowers, Cliff Curtis, who I think is a phenomenal actor, completely underrated as, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, Poro Rangi, and Grant Roa as Uncle Rari. It's phenomenal cast, and and forgive me, I'm not doing a great job pronouncing the names, but it is a very, very rich cast of phenomenal actors. It is set in New Zealand, and this is a movie I would have never heard of. It would have been completely under my radar, but for, I happened to listen to an NPR review of it. Uh, Back in my prior career, I used to do a lot of commuting, and so I would listen to a lot of NPR, and in particular, I like the uh, arts and entertainment uh, segments where they would review movies and books that uh, were not always mainstream, and this was one of them from that summer. And I ended up uh, actually going on a date to see it, and it was such a great film. I, it is one that has stuck with me. I saw it in the theater. It was a great ex- cinematic experience. And I didn't know what to expect going into the movie. I had heard the review. I heard a little bit about what it was about, but I still didn't have a really good sense of the movie until I actually watched it. And then later I bought it on physical media. I owned the movie on DVD. For this review, I actually revisited it uh, on streaming using Hoopla, which I've mentioned is a great option. If you want to see if your local library has movies, Use the Hoopla app, connect it with your library card, and the Hoopla app is also available on many streaming boxes such as Roku or Amazon Fire Stick and probably on Apple TV, uh, whatever your choice of streaming uh, is for your large screen TV. Um, The plot. The plot, I will say, for this movie is almost secondary, and I'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later, but I'll give you a brief synopsis. Uh, Keisha Castle Hughes, uh, she's a young girl. She is 
part of the Maori tribe and in New Zealand. And basically, she's playing a young girl who is seeking her identity and destiny. And really, uh, the the culture and the spirituality and the beliefs of the Maori people, as portrayed in this film, is that one day a firstborn will uh, rise to lead their people from darkness into uh, basically a new era. And the film opens up with Cliff Curtis's character. He is the son of um, Rari uh, Paritan, who plays Koro, so Pororongi, who is the son of Koro. His wife is in labor and gives birth to twins, a boy and a girl. Uh, Sadly, she dies in birth along with the son. The son uh, does not live, and it was the father, the grandfather rather, Cliff Curtis's father, um, Keisha Castle Hughes's grandfather, who was anticipating that the son would be the person, the chosen one as it would, to uh, take his rightful place to lead their people into the next era as it were. Uh, But uh, because of you know, a sad turn of events because of fate that did not happen. Cliff Curtis's character leaves. He decides, you know, after that tragic loss that he does not want to be there anymore. So he actually leaves and becomes an artist. And um, he's out of the picture for the first maybe uh, 15, 20 minutes of the film. And so the grandparents, uh, Coro and Nanny Flowers, are left to raise this girl. Keisha Castle Hughes, Paeka. And as we see her grow, she's becoming very immersed in the culture. And um, it, it, it's established that she is very much uh, looks up to her, her grandfather and um, wants to understand her people and at the same time really find her identity. Uh, and so her grandfather really serves as a surrogate uh, father. The grandfather, however, is really conflicted because based off of the, the culture and the beliefs, it was supposed to be a newborn son. And so he doesn't really, as much as he loves his granddaughter, he doesn't really take it seriously that she has a role or a significant role in leading their people or being really a significant part of the uh, the tribe. And so it's really interesting. It's very much a movie about family. It's about spiritual beliefs. It's about culture. And uh, I will say there is a plot, and that's really part of the plot. It's kind of the thread of the film. But you watch a movie like this, more for the performances and for the visuals, both of which are absolutely outstanding in this movie. I have to say the performances of the cast, particularly of Keisha Castle Hughes, outstanding. Just to see the authenticity of the familial relationships, because really it's about family. That's the core of what this film is about. And as I mentioned, Cliff Curtis, I think he's an incredibly underrated actor. It's Really interesting to see some of the roles that he's taken, the diverse roles. He was also, and I didn't realize this at the time that I saw Whale Rider. It wasn't until later, but that he had also played a uh, very different role in the um, Denzel Washington vehicle training day. He had actually played uh, an L.A. street gang member. And to see him play that role with such a flawless, uh, you know, East LA accent 
and then playing this role, and his roots are in fr- from New Zealand, phenomenal actor with incredible range. And then he would also later, many fans will know him as uh, one of the uh, series leads for the early seasons of Fear the Walking Dead. He was also in that show, and he's been in countless other projects as well. But he d- he has a really interesting performance here as the father, as the estranged father. Now, one of the moments I want to talk about is when his character actually comes back. He actually, you know, escapes to Germany and becomes an artist. And there's a part in the film about maybe 20, 25 minutes in where he comes back to visit his family and he is reunited both with his parents and with his daughter. And in a wholly separate predictable movie, you would see a an estranged relationship between father and daughter because really he wasn't there for the formative years of his daughter's life. But I think one of the beautiful things about this movie is a particular scene where he's with his daughter on the beach and it's set in the evening time. It's within the first quarter. And they're both connecting. They're bonding. There is no real conflict between the two, even though in another film, that's what would be emphasized is the conflict of this parent who has been out of his daughter's life. They're actually uh, bonded together because they both seek approval from their father, were in the case of uh, Keisha Castle Hughes's uh, character, her grandfather. They both feel like that they don't have that approval, and it is such an affecting moment to see these two characters. And uh, I won't give away too much more of the plot to say it. this movie is made up of a collection of moments, very powerful, subtle, quiet moments, that it's more a collection of different slices of life than an actual narrative plot. Now, usually... For a film, that would be a serious critical weakness, that if the film is just a series of moments, that means it doesn't really have a coherent plot. Here, it is actually a strength and a credit to the writers and the the director for making this movie more about the slice of life, more about the familial relationships, because really at the heart of it, at the heart of this tribe, It is about family, whether it's immediate family or extended family. And the reason why it is called Whale Rider is because there is a spiritual connection to whales. And there's a couple of moments in the film where whales actually play a very symbolic role, both in the spiritual aspects of this tribe, but also in this family. And then there's a scene uh, in the last quarter involving uh, whales that is really incredibly powerful. It's very ethereal, almost dreamlike. And uh, that is, that's the moment in which uh, there's a lot revealed about the future of Paeka and her role with this, with this tribe and her family. And again, I won't give, give away too much. This is a movie which, again, The plot is there. There is a plot, but it is almost secondary to the relationships, to the cultural aspects of the film, and the spirituality of it. And I think this is a movie that you can appreciate on many different levels, and it is a visual feast. The cinematography is some of the most stunning I've ever seen. Obviously, it helps that it is set in a beautiful location, and you get just such idyllic shots of the New Zealand countryside 
the the blue skies, obviously the beach, but many different environments throughout that uh, it is worth watching this movie alone just for that. Of course, the performances, I think, are some of the most uh, outstanding that I've seen uh, in any film. And uh, just to get a sense of this family, you really believe that uh, that this is a family. There's some dysfunction there, but also there's a lot of love there. There's a lot of conflict there. I also want to give a, a shout out to Grant Roa, who plays the uncle. And it's interesting that there's so many different layers between fathers and sons and, and children. He plays Cliff Curtis's younger brother, who at one point in his younger years was um, was something of a, a, a star. He was a star in the uh, there's a, a, a hybrid sort of martial arts dance um, that uh, the the tribe learns and that the grandfather teaches to a lot of the young boys who are growing up on the island from neighboring families. And Grant was at one time pretty much the star. He was kind of the star athlete of this. And, but he was always seen as the second son, so he he never quite got the recognition that maybe he deserved it. All the attention goes to Cliff Curtis, and in fact, there's a really powerful scene between Rari and Cliff, in which the grandfather tells his son, "You know, you had all the privileges, but you also had all the obligations." And there's this, this scene is layered with so much conflict and interplay between these characters. Uh, but Grant Roa also provides some of the comic relief of the film and, and just to see him in the scenes and how he relates both to his father, his brother, and to his niece uh, is really just a lot of fun to watch. It's just a visual treat to see the the interplay and the interactions. Um, this The score is absolutely majestic. It's very haunting. It matches the cinematography perfectly. Um, I have to say, this is a movie that many of you may not have seen. You may have heard of it because Keisha Castle-Hughes was nominated for an Academy Award at, at such a young age, which is which is pretty rare. And she went on to uh, star in other productions. I think, uh, uh, what, a couple of years later, she had a, a, a role in one of the Star Wars prequels, and she's gone on to do other things. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I feel like she should have had a bigger career than she did just because she gave such an outstanding performance. I don't know much about her her life, but I feel like she could have been on a really great trajectory as an actress if that's something she chose to pursue. Uh, but then again, maybe she decided to choose another path. Cliff Curtis, again, I think is a highly underrated actor. And and also I have to give a shout out to the, the grandparents, Rowry. Uh, Paraton and Vicky Houghton, both as Coro and Nanny Flowers, the uh, the parents of Cliff Curtis and the grandparents of Keisha Castle Hughes's character, they both uh, are in many ways the 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 heart uh, surrounding Keisha Castle Hughes. They raise her. There's a lot of parental love there, but there's also a lot of conflict. And this movie is filled with conflict about tradition, about uh, you know what it means to be. Um, a chosen person for a particular tribe or family. And there's so many themes that are hit upon and I'm not going to be able to do them justice. Um, so I'm just going to wrap it up by saying uh, whale rider. It's definitely worth checking out the good. I will say the performances, the cinematography, the scenery, the acting, the score and the, the spiritual nature of the storyline. 
The Bad, I have no criticisms of this film. I'd say this is a near flawless film. One thing you will have to adjust to, I don't say this is a criticism, is that the ending is a little ambiguous. It's, uh, and I think purposefully so. It, it's, you know, it's one of those movies where you just kind of accept the story that they're presenting to you. And it's not a movie where you're, if you overthink it too much, you're going to get lost in the, what happens at the end. So just watch it with that open mind. And I think the movie paces itself such that you're prepared for it. But, you know, it's a little bit of a mystery. Is this a, is the ending, uh, what really happens? Is it a dream? Is it something else? Uh, and that I don't think is a bad thing. I actually think that is one of the strengths of the film. So I actually have no criticisms of the film. It is a different kind of movie. Uh, my rating is five out of five stars where you can watch it, uh, right now. Um, uh, I would recommend it's worth adding to any physical library. So I do have affiliate links to Amazon. If you want to buy the physical media version, or if you want to buy the streaming version, Check Hoopla. Hoopla, uh, my library actually has it. It's uh, a movie that's been promoted a lot. They do air it on PBS from time to time, and I've watched it on PBS, commercial-free, which is great. So uh, you may want to check it out there. Um, But that is Whale Rider, worth checking out, highly recommend. All right, uh, the write-up for this episode, 342, will be available soon. Check out the other write-ups and the other films that I've covered. I'll be back next week, and have a great week and a great weekend.